Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Right, welcome back. Uh, came across uh, the story this week in the National Post uh, about this this new research. I wanted to explore it a little in a little more detail because I was fascinated by it. Now, for me, last name starts with B. Remember in school, you know, you always uh, you're going to hear your name right away when they're doing attendance, and you know, if they're going in alphabetical order when it comes to presenting assignments, you know, okay, well, I'm going to be up first or near the near the front. But beyond that, does it really have any significance? What your last name starts with. Right, as the story points out, it used to be, you know, when you have to go to the yellow pages, you always saw businesses, they're always AAA pizza or AAA towing, just because it would be first, to be the first that you would see. But does that have an impact for individuals? Does the first letter of your last name have any kind of impact on your life? Well, it turns out it might. A couple of University of Colorado economists, as the story reads here, found compelling evidence that the first letter of your last name does matter quite a bit, especially when you're young. Professor Jeffrey Zacks and graduate student Alexander Colley analyzed data on the lives of more than 3,000 men who graduated from Wisconsin high schools in 1957. Found that those with surnames further back in the alphabet did worse in high school, in college, and in the job market early in their careers. So why would that be? And how is this guy a professor then? Uh, Jeffrey Zacks is a professor in the Department of Economics, University of Colorado at Boulder. Professor Zacks, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. Uh, well, and, and I guess probably the first question people are asking you is, well, your last name starts with, with Z, or Z as we would call it in Canada. So uh, how on earth did you succeed? Well... It was by dint of extraordinarily hard work and good for it. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I think it turns out our results are just a little more subtle yeah. um, than, than they first appear. Um, and we found, yeah, in general, being a Z is disadvantageous. But when we looked more carefully, we found that the disadvantages were really palpable only for people who didn't distinguish themselves in some other way. Interesting. Well, and, and yeah, and the fact that it would, would register at all, why, why would this, how would this have an effect on somebody's life? Well, I, I think, you know, I, I heard your introduction, and I think you captured a lot of it. I think it's the sort of repeated experience of not being first, which sometimes means not being chosen at all or being disregarded. Uh, and I have to say, part of my motivation for this paper came from watching a college graduation ceremony where the graduates were called up to the stage in alphabetical order. And the first couple who came up, they got wild cheers. Uh, by the time we got down to the R's and T's, you found that half the audience had already gone because the, their, their kids had already got their diplomas. They went down, they met their family. The families ran out so they get to the restaurant early before the crush. And the room was half empty for the people in the end of the alphabet. Um, it's perfectly understandable, but if you're at the end of the alphabet and you just have that experience of looking out and knowing that no one is paying attention to you, uh, that affects your sensibility, your sense about how, what your opportunities are in life. 
um, in, in a subtle and quiet way, but over, you know, over 12 years of public schooling or something like that, our sense is that it adds up to something you can really measure when you look at what happens to these people. Yeah. Significant, negative, and substantially large is, is what you wrote in the paper, that it's, it's a yeah, meaningful well, difference. Yeah, that was first, particularly for the possibility that you would be identified by the teachers as an outstanding student. Uh, and yeah, it was a, there was a very, even though in that particular analysis, we were comparing people who went to the same school, had the same IQ, and actually had the same rank in high school. Nevertheless, if you're alphabetic, if your initial was further back in the alphabet, you were substantially less likely to be independently identified as an outstanding student. So that effect is all about your initial. That's all it is because, again, statistically, we're looking at the same person, same IQ, same grades. Right. The only thing that's different is your initial. Except for those who, who do find a way to stand out, and, and that was something you, you found in this too. Yeah, and that's interesting too because standing out, and I think about this as a teacher myself, standing out doesn't necessarily mean being excellent. It means being distinctive. So as a teacher, I'm aware of who in the class is very successful. I'm also aware of who in the class is not very successful. You know, I have different awareness of them and I have different concerns with regard to them, but I know who they are regardless of where their initials are. When I look out at a class of 50 people, the people I don't recognize are those who haven't identified themselves in any way. They haven't spoken up in class. I don't, you know, they haven't, they haven't offered anything. They don't have, have anything to say and they don't have, they're not distinctive in the way they look. You know, they're kind of anonymous to me. And if on top of that, they're at the end of the alphabet, I might just ignore them all together. And those are the people who are really getting affected. Does it even, you know, trickle into the workforce? Do, do resumes get, get piled up in, in alphabetical order? Does it go beyond just what, what the school experience is? Oh, yeah, it certainly can. Uh, and we saw in the literature, there's suggestion, for example, that in some schooling contexts, uh, if you've got a bunch of marginal candidates, you list, you just list them alphabetically and you go down alphabetically and, and the ones who are in the front of the alphabet, they get in. The ones who are at the back, they don't get in. And the same could easily be true in a resume context because the, you know, it's not as if anybody is out to get people with, with initials like W. It's just that everybody has a need to order their world. And if you've got for example, 100 resumes for a single job, you've got to order that in some way just so you can make your way through it, and it's perfectly natural to order it alphabetically. But what that often means is that without meaning to be discriminating towards people at the end of the alphabet, they are at the bottom of the pile. And if you go through 30 resumes out of the 100 and the 30th resume looks really good, you might well say, you know what? I don't have time to look at the other 70. We're just going to go with this person. Interesting. So, in terms of, of understanding and overcoming this, did, 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 does it suggest that we should get away from kind of the easy way of just organizing people alphabetically? And, and maybe that could start in schools, that schools can find other ways of organizing children. Absolutely. And in fact, again, part of the motivation for this paper was probably 10 or 15 years ago, I've been teaching a course on inequality for the last 20 years. And 10 or 15 years ago, it suddenly struck me, why am I calling the role in alphabetical order? And I've done it in reverse alphabetical order ever since. So I start at the Z's, I go back to the A's, and now that I've done that, it hasn't changed the functionality at all. You know, I still get to call everybody's name. I know that I've called everybody's name, and I've just done it in the opposite order. But as a consequence, I've given people at the back of the alphabet a chance to get taken care of first. Would it be uh, a drastic response for, for people to change their, their last names? You know, I think... 
Oh, that would certainly be a drastic <laughs> response. As you said, lots of companies do that. Uh, and so for them, right. Well, yeah. right. For, <laughs> for an individual, of course, your last name says so much about your identity and your ethnic and national heritage and so forth. Uh, it's not something you want to give up easily. Um, but we do see that in contexts where people do change their last name. So, for example, immigrants uh, will sometimes adopt last names that are common among their host country. And when they do that, they get noticeable increases in their income. They're more employable. Fascinating stuff. Professor, we got to leave it there. Thank you so much for making some time for us here today. I appreciate it very much. You have a great day. All right, you too. There you go, Jeffrey Zachs. And no, we didn't intentionally schedule the last segment in the show. At least not for that reason. Uh, he's a professor in the Department of Economics, University of Colorado at Boulder. All right, we've got to take one more break here. Back to wrap things up right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.